1: This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif.
2: Good morning, Tina.
1: All right. So according to a new report from REMAX Canada, condo sales are soaring. What can you tell us?
2: that is so true, Tina. And joining us to talk more about this and the 2021 condominium report is Christopher Alexander, Senior Vice President of REMAX Canada. Christopher, welcome back to the show.
3: Thanks again for having me, guys. Great to talk to you.
2: You know, condos in the GTA, Christopher, they took quite a hit as people turned to detached homes during the pandemic. But now the REMAX report is telling us a different story. Tell us more about the 2021 condo report.
3: Well, it's a very similar story to 2016 and early 2017, where prices were soaring in the single detached, single family home segment. People began to turn to condos because they were the more affordable option. And it's very similar in 2021 as well. But the difference is it's national. And all of our major cities, are experiencing a boom market in the condo sector.
1: And what is the cause of the boom? Where did it come from?
3: Affordability is Mm. really the the key. Uh, What we've been seeing for the past 20 months in Canada is uh, this insatiable demand or what seems insatiable for Canadians to own real estate and Single-family home prices, their values have gone up so much that the only way for a lot of people to achieve their dream of homeownership is to buy a condominium, which is, by most accounts, more affordable.
2: And, Christopher, we're also seeing huge growth in the 905 area. Where did this come from in, in terms of GTA condo activity?
3: I, I hate to be a broken record, but it really is affordability. Um, and, and also. Condos got rocked in the early stages of the pandemic, and and really uh, for most of 2020, they had a tough, difficult time. And now that things are opening up, people are more comfortable with with the risks of COVID, thanks in part to the vaccine. They're returning to condos in a big way.
1: And this is a national report. So, what can you tell us about what it looks like market to market across the country?
3: Well, the big story is Halifax, which prices mm-hmm. are up almost 30%. And Atlantic Canada in general, but specifically Nova Scotia and Halifax, is beginning to attract a lot of Canadians. Not just new Canadians, but, but Canadians from other parts. Most of them are coming from Ontario and Quebec. But that, and Calgary too, is getting a little bit of a resurgence. But Halifax is leading the way because it's just... Uh, it, You know, it's been booming for the last five, six years, except now it's been rediscovered by the domestic population and people are going out there for the same reasons as the 905 and the condo sector in general and that's affordability. That's a great point with
2: the move over buyers, Christopher, because we have seen with people being able to work from home or remotely, we have seen a lot of move over buyers to different provinces and certainly the Maritimes have attracted a lot but also Alberta. And, and things were touch and go at the beginning of the pandemic in Alberta, but their condo sales have, have risen quite a bit there too. Do you see this continuing over the next year or so where we continue to see move-over buyers uh, picking up properties that are, you know, in the one hundred and fifty to $300,000 price
3: range in Calgary? I sure hope so. I mean, um, Alberta it needs to find ways to diversify its economy. There are indicators of that. Uh, it's a, it could be, a potentially, in my opinion, that uh, a good hub for corporate headquarters uh, because of the way their, their tax system works in the province. But, um, you know, Calgary's got, uh, up until the last couple of years, it's been in a down market. It has a more traditional cycle of real estate where they have some good years and some bad ones. Right now, they're in a good one. I think it has an opportunity to attract people The more upward pressure Vancouver, Toronto, and other major cities in Canada get on pricing.
1: And Christopher, you said the condo boom is all about affordability. So what is the average price in the GTA specifically?
3: North is 600000 I don't have the, the, the exact number in front of me, but mm. it's crazy to think that over $600,000 is, Affordable, but that's the reality we're in today. I mean, interest rates are rock bottom. You've got uh, a lot of borrowing power, and most majority of Canadians have saved a lot of extra money uh, over the past or throughout the pandemic because they weren't able to spend things, spend on things that they traditionally would, like travel and restaurants and things. So combine all those together, and you've got this perfect storm of rapid demand increase and upward pressure on prices.
2: And especially when we take a look at Toronto and Vancouver and even the GTA with all the cranes that are up right now, this is a resale condominium report. So just adding to the pre-construction that has been sold, because a lot of these cranes that are up, the buildings that are being constructed are 100% sold or close to 100% sold. How do you see the high-density Developments that are coming out in the GTA in Vancouver playing a role in the rest of Canada.
3: I, I mean, what I hope for us is we begin to attract people to other parts of the country. I mean, the high-rise development, some of these super towers that are planned for uh, development, especially in Toronto, are not only you know staggeringly big, but they're they're monumental leaps in our development as a city. In in Toronto, I think it it really shows how far the city has come, that now we're being almost forced to build these giant towers. I hope the average square footage of of them is bigger than what what, uh, the average is in the city. But I'm just hopeful that there's so many wonderful parts of Canada that give a good quality of urban lifestyle that aren't Uh, attracting people the way they could. Um, I have great uh, uh, hope for Halifax. I'm really encouraged by the numbers you're seeing out there. But, um, you know, Toronto and Vancouver are probably going to lead the way in in population and price growth for the foreseeable future.
1: Well, speaking of the future, for our listeners looking ahead, what can you say to them?
3: You know, it's still hard to predict. I think next year we will have a traditional real estate cycle where, you know, most sales happen in the spring and the fall. Um, we will see upward uh, price appreciation. I'm hopeful that it's not going to be as substantial as it was this year, and and be in a more sustainable levels of you know five to six percent. Um, but Bank of Canada is likely going to start raising interest rates gradually in the, sometime in the second half of next year, um, and. I think that'll be a good thing. It's going to take some of the uh, inertia out of the the top half of the market. Um, But overall, I see price appreciation, not record-level sales, but a good, strong, healthy, and traditional real estate cycle.
2: And Chris, before we let you go, one last question. With the builders trying to build more of the 2-plus-1 and 3-bedroom condos, do you feel that this is a viable option for people that are smart sizing, so either upsizing from a smaller home or downsizing? Uh, do you see a condo, a larger condo, being a viable option to help with the affordability uh, as well?
3: It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I was saying earlier about the average square footage uh, in Toronto. It's still in and around 700 square feet, and You just can't raise a family in that. And urban sprawl is almost a dirty word in Ontario specifically. So we've got to build up. We've been doing that. It just hasn't been suited to the single-family buyer. And uh, I think the more larger units that are built, it's going to take some pressure off the single-family detached market and semi-detached. So I think it's a very good thing overall. So I guess we could say, according to Christopher Alexander in the RE/MAX Canada
2: 2021 Condominium Report, things are looking up. <laughs> Christopher, <laughs> if people want to, to read this report, where can they find it?
3: blog.remax.ca.
2: blog.remax.ca. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to having you on again.
3: Thanks for having me. Take care.
1: After the break, what's the average rent for a one-bedroom? Well, the National Rent Report is up next. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: On the Market is back. I'm Tina Cortez, and this is York Region's only radio real estate show. Over to my co-host, Asif Khan, from Remax Prime Properties, with today's next guest, Asif. Thank
2: you, Tina. Joining us next is Crystal Chen from Zumper. Welcome to the show, Crystal. Thanks for having me. Now, Crystal, before we tackle the Canadian National Rent Report, tell our listeners a little bit about Zumper. What's the focus of your
3: group?
4: So uh, we've been around since 2012. Um, Number is the largest privately owned rental platform in North America. Um, we support more than 75 million people a year uh, on a mission to change renting forever. We deliver best-in-class search um, to renters across our website and mobile apps with the most comprehensive database of active rental listings. We also offer landlords um, various features to help restore units as quickly as possible.
1: And is there a fee for landlords to join your program?
4: Um, It varies. Um, I think right now, if you're a landlord or property owner of less than 10 units, then it's free, and then if it's more um, then it kind of goes into our multifamily space. Um, But if any of your landlords are interested, definitely check us out. That's
2: awesome. And do you guys do background searches, credit reports for these potential tenants as well for the landlords?
4: Yes, we have it all in there. You can also pay rent through us, too.
2: Awesome. Now. What were the findings of the October rent report? Uh, and, you know, is there a city in Canada that was the most expensive to rent or cheapest to rent?
4: So, after a year of pretty slow rent in Canada, probably like maybe with the pandemic, um, our latest report shows that the majority of the Canadian cities experience going rents um, year over year. It's signaling, and it's been happening for the last couple of months. So, it's been signaling a strong rental market recovery. In terms of um, the most and least expensive, Vancouver was the most expensive city with one bed uh, currently priced at twenty one thirty. Vancouver actually dethroned um, Toronto as the most expensive city. I think about three or four months ago. And then, in terms of most affordable, on um, Saint John's was the most affordable with rent one bedrooms at eight forty. Wow.
1: And do you know why Vancouver was the most expensive to rent and Saint John's at the other end of the spectrum? I mean, I think
4: Vancouver and Toronto are just big city hubs that a lot of people want to move to. Um, there's a lot of, you know, unit, big units, not modern units there, a lot of um, employers there. So it's always been Vancouver and Toronto kind of just at the top, um, but kind of the bigger metropolitan areas. Um, I mean, in terms of St. John's, it's more affordable since it's, you know, a little more tucked away um, from the big cities um, and it's a little bit smaller.
2: And, Crystal, what type of listings that uh, were examined during this report? Was it strictly condominiums? Did you also include detached homes or semis and towns?
4: Yeah, so our listings um, should you know, include all of those. Um, we aggregate data from hundreds of thousands of active listings in Canada every month um, to calculate median asking rents for the top cities by population. Um, our data includes more listings than most other rental websites, um, and it's sourced through a combination of proprietary listings posted by brokers and property owners using our landlord tool and renters with the rooms or rent feature and um, direct feeds we have set up with the largest Canadian landlords.
1: And what does the rent report then mean for tenants and landlords? So it seems as, you know, Canada begins
4: to reopen um, Borders and, you know, people are starting to go back to work and schools. Um, The rental market is picking back up again. Um, You know, Vancouver and Toronto saw big declines last year as people moved out of big cities um, towards, you know, smaller cities that are more affordable and have more space. But it seems um, the opposite is happening now as people are moving back to the big cities. We see Vancouver rents, you know, shooting up. So renters should be ready for more competition um, if they're looking for uh, permits in these areas. Um, and so it is, you know, moving season now. So there should be a lot, there is generally a lot of demand this time of year anyway. So if renters are looking for more deals. Um, the winter time is a little bit usually a little bit slower and there's less competition. Uh, and landlords should be happy um, as they can you know, price their units appro- appropriately based on the um, higher demand that exists there now. And I know,
2: Crystal, you said that there was no charge up to a certain number of units for landlords. Is there a cost for tenants to use your service, and what would that be if there is?
4: No, renters um, can use our search and all of those features um, for free.
2: Okay. Is there a... Uh, Do you guys get paid a first month rent or last month's rent or anything like that, or a percentage of the the rent total?
4: No, we don't. Um, We have a separate, like, if, you know, you're paying rent through us and um, you're paying your debit or something, you know, that will have some sort of fees. But in terms of, like, listing and, like, applying and everything, searching, like, that's all for free.
1: So, Crystal, walk us through how a tenant or a landlord would use or navigate your website.
4: So you just search on Zumper.com or go on com. Um, you can search for, you know, what market you want to live in. Um, you can filter by bedroom types. Um, we have a ton of amenities that you can sort through. You can also even type in your own amenity and search uh, for that, too, um, if they have it in the description and obviously for price. Um, and you can even – we have like a draw feature if you only want to look at certain areas within the city. You can really, um, you know – Just hone in on your search with all of the tools that we have, Um, and then you can make an account, and you can also favorite listings, um, and you can Mm -hmm. apply, put in all your documents on our website um, in terms of you know screening, credit checks, and stuff like that. Um, And we have a new messaging feature feature we launched, so you can communicate easily with your landlord um, through that. It kind of looks like a Facebook um, Messenger (laughs) type thing, so it's just a more seamless. communication. Um, and then the landlord will get all your documents and then can um, review and, and approve and make contact with you through that.
2: That's awesome. And you know, sometimes we get people that are looking for short-term rentals. So they're either on a contract for work or they're in between houses and the closing dates don't match up. So they need something for two or three months. Do you, does Zumper also have short-term rentals?
4: Yes. We, uh, most of our inventory is long-term, but we do have some short-term rentals um, that you can filter for um, during search as well.
2: That sounds awesome. If people want more information or they want to connect with you for more information, where can they get that?
4: Check out Zumper.com. Uh, if you want to look at the Canadian Rent Report, just Google searches on for Dumber, Canadian Rent Report that's updated every month with fresh numbers. Um, or if you want to reach out, with any questions, um, you know, press at com is where you can find me <laughs> um, or support at Zumper if you have any questions about the website.
2: Awesome, Crystal. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. When we come back, your questions for Asif Khan this is on the market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and we start in Markham. Tarak writes, I purchased a new-build condo, which doesn't close for two more years yet. Is there a way to secure a mortgage rate now so I can avoid a rise in rates before my closing? Asif?
2: Great question. And yes, you sure can. There's a lot of financial institutions that will lock in rates, especially for pre-construction. The best thing to do is speak to the developer because they usually have in-house representation from the financial institution that's backing them. And what they can do is usually they'll lock in rates for uh, until the condo is built. So it could be two or three years, but they will lock you in right now so that the rate that you're receiving when you close is the rate that they're giving you right now.
1: And is that builder rate then lower than you would get at um your usual lender?
2: They've usually negotiated on behalf of the number of units that are in the building, and uh, it depends on the financial institution getting a certain percentage of those units to finance. But the rate usually is very good. It's okay. very aggressive,
1: excellent. All right. Our next question comes from Michelle in Richmond Hill. She says, I've heard talk about a cool down on the market. Does this mean prices will drop and I may not get as much from my home if I sell in the spring?
2: Another great question. And there has been a lot of talk of the market cooling down. And basically what they are comparing it to is last year. 2020 was a different type of animal in, uh, in terms of the number of sales. But it doesn't mean that you're going to be taking less for your home or prices are going to drop. Prices are a it's a supply and demand issue, and right now we are challenged with having some of the lowest supply numbers in the history of real estate in the history of Toronto real estate. And that actually does spread right across the country. We have a supply issue, and it's not only an issue right now, it's become a crisis. So with the strong demand that we have with the borders opening up soon and, more people coming back into the country. We're going to be faced with the supply crunch for the next five years, 10 years. Uh, it just depends on how fast we can get some construction going and new builds on the market. So you don't have to worry about the prices falling as of the Demand will continue to be strong. And unless there's any outside influence, unless, say, the government steps in and starts implementing different types of taxes or makes it harder for people to buy, the market will continue to be strong on its own. And uh, if you're looking to sell in the spring versus early winter, I would always take early winter because you have less competition on the market. In the springtime, you'll see A huge number of homes hit the market because people have been waiting for that. And if you have competition on your street or in your area, that's going to put pressure on your price. Whereas if you're the only game in town, uh, you're going to get a very decent return.
1: Well, I won't ask you to look ahead five or 10 years, but what do you want to say to buyers and sellers as we head into these, you know, final weeks, final months of 2021?
2: Because we had a later start to school, uh, we had a delayed fall market. But the fall market is in full swing right now. You're seeing a lot of houses at the market. Multiple offers are still out there. So this is a great time to get on the market to sell. The other thing is there's less buyers out right now. So if you're a buyer, this is a perfect window for you to get out there. And instead of competing with maybe 20 or 30 offers, you may only be competing with 8 or 10 offers. So it's a good opportunity to scoop a property. And for sellers, you want to get on when you don't have competition in your neighborhood because that's going to drive the price down per se. It's not going to, the price isn't going to fall, but you're going to get less for your house when you have less eyeballs on it. Uh, so if you want to uh, be able to get on the market right now, it's a good time to sell.
1: As a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that?
2: Canada can always reach me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426.
1: If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.